Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive, 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. And I'm Kendall. Oh, Kendall. Kendall's here. Oh, so excited. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it has. We figured out, Tom, before you hopped on, Kendall hasn't been on since Sabrina the Teenage Witch over a year Mm -hmm. ago. Oh, that feels like longer. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that was like the day I found out that my job was ending. I want to say, and then I was like super sad (laughs) (laughs) and then I got a new job and then that was horrible. And now I have another new job and it's wonderful. So. Oh man. What do you do now? Yeah. Lots have happened. Yeah. So I, was no longer nannying. That was my last job. I was working in an office and it was just, it was not great. And, um, this job just kind of happened and I'm nannying again. I absolutely love it. It's where I need to be. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I need a nanny for Ellie. Sounds like. That's yeah. what we talked about last time. I know it is. <laughs> you still it need it. changed. You still need one. I need it more. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> How so, is Ellie, Tom? I was, I was in uh, I was in New York hanging out with Anthony and working, and uh, our for for the record listeners about... hanging out with me was not the work. Just wanted to clear that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> to make sure that it wasn't the work, uh, he brought the ever lovely Sarah, who is way funnier. Uh, as the more you get to know her, anyway, <laughs> our car. <laughs> broke down in our driveway and christine didn't realize it when she started it because it's a hybrid so half the time we started it's quiet mm. and she rolled it into the street and it didn't start the battery died there's no warning about batteries on our car dying it's the second time it's happened the battery's just gone oh so she called her dad to come over and jump the the, the car so we could get it back in the driveway and while she was doing this ellie ran inside and created a sign that said help my car is broken and I'm very scared and circled very and went and stood outside. Oh my <laughs> God. Our neighbors to see. She's like straight out of Eloise. That's great. That is. It's right out. Or Judy B. Jones. It is. Yes. Is that the one who loves trees? No. Wait, what? I don't remember. She has like 50 books. I'm sure in one of them she loves trees. Oh, the one that loves trees. Never mind. No idea. So in New York, when Tom was with me, which was awesome, uh, Ellie FaceTimed him because she missed him. And Christine had to tell Tom, show Ellie Anthony, because Ellie apparently thought I was the woman on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony's the girl. I'm like, Ellie, you know Julia. You've met Julia. (laughs) 
Stephanie <laughs> Anthony was a girl's name. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Oh, that's great. But we had fun. We went to Central Park. We saw the Home Alone Fountain. Oh. Well, we did Tom. We went to lunch. We went to lunch. Uh, we had terrible service. Did you? Oh, really? Anthony's we, like, no, I, it's just normal. <laughs> no, I think, no, even, even Sarah thought it was. They didn't try to get us to leave. Not only did they not try to get us to leave, we sat there for like, what, half an hour waiting for our ticket? Mm, not like we were worse. we were sipping water because it was hot. It's not like we were drinking and giving them money. <laughs> so no, we were sitting there no. for half an hour not giving them money. Okay. That is bad. We yeah. went to the we saw the fountain. We went to Rockefeller Square. We saw Center. I mean Rockefeller Center. <laughs> we went to we saw the people skating. Roller skating round and round. Roller skating. We saw the Trump ice skating rink slash tennis courts. Are they tennis courts in the summer? We went yep. to the NBC studios. We ate ice cream. We ate ice cream. We saw St. Patrick's Cathedral. We did see St. Oh, Patrick's Cathedral and St. Thomas. That's pretty. Episcopal Church. One of the most beautiful churches I've ever seen. Yeah, y'all. I don't care what anybody says about Anthony. He is nice. He bought me an ice cream. Oh, Aww. so nice. Andy picked you up from the airport. I know. That my is boss nice. Said, my boss said, is he a real New Yorker? Because that's not something they do. <laughs> I did. And I didn't say, hey, I'm at pickup. Come outside. I parked and I went in to meet him at baggage claim. Oh, my gosh. Anthony, went, that's so treatment. nice. Did you have a sign? I did says, not. I, I, I did. I was on the way there. I was thinking to myself, I should have made a sign that said Santa Claus. <laughs> just, oh. No, you should have one. You should come in a suit next time. <laughs> And have a sign that just says "Tis the podcast." <laughs> Make or it look worst. like we're like legit. <laughs> yeah, or the worst, or the worst. <laughs> um, we also had the Uber driver from hell. Sarah was ready to like jump out of that car at like a red light. Yeah, and I, Anthony and I were texting each other on our Tis the podcast thread, and Julia's like, "Are y'all texting each other, sitting next to each other?" And it's like, "No, Anthony's sitting behind, beside, in the seat behind me." <laughs> it was bad. Like the guy was hyper. It's the first time I've ever given an Uber driver a one star. Oh, it was because he, he did what? Bad he driver. Kept, he was cutting people off, yelling at people, mm-hmm. honking, moving in spaces where he did not have room to go. Yelling at people out the window, like, come on, And this this is not regular New York road rage. I have regular New York road rage. This is not that. The thing I don't understand about you New Yorkers, it is bumper to bumper traffic and everybody honks. Like you're going to, like you can go anywhere. (laughs) All it is is annoying. (laughs) I just want you to know that I'm I'm disgruntled. (laughs) Upset. Now imagine. (laughs) My favorite dog's barking. My favorite bumper to bumper traffic is when you can't even pull over and there's a siren on behind you. Like, turn your lights on, but don't leave the siren on. We can't go anywhere. We see ya. Yeah. Oh, that gives me anxiety. Like, like right here. Like, that makes me very uncomfortable to ever be in that situation. Well, hopefully one day you and your family will be in that situation. I'm not driving. Oh, I guess it was an Uber. Never mind. Do you know what gets me? a lot of anxiety what the idea of being in this house for christmas yes i'm not ready to move on yet so that was a great segue put it in your pocket we'll come back to it 
<laughs> I'm sure you could spin another one, Tom. Uh, hey, Julia, that was, that one was good. That was, how, was a good one. How's poor? How's your poor dog doing? You know what? She's an excellent patient. I will say. We were out on our Saturday morning walk like normal this past weekend, and she got attacked by two dogs that got out of their gate, and like just like went after her. So she's got like a one inch circle pulled out of her stomach. Oh my gosh! And she. The girl's a lover. She is not a fighter, which is just terrible, but also great at the same. You know, I'm like, oh, baby, you didn't even try and fight back. <laughs> she kind of looks at us with their sad eyes, but Aww. she's got, um, she only had to take two days of puppy pain pills, which I think she probably enjoyed. Good best sleep <laughs> of her life. Uh, we found a donut that works. She's leaving the wound alone and she's not scared to walk again. And that's good. I've got my uh, stun gun out of the holster now every time I walk because I was having to use my Birkenstock feet and my fists to beat these dogs off of her. so scary. Um, Yeah. So I am glad she's okay, Julia. Mm -hmm. Me too. She's doing good. Now we're in that hole. She's like, um, I feel back to normal despite the fact it has not scabbed over and I want to play. And I'm like, I can't play yet can't do that so we dropped larry at doggy daycare this morning because by the time y'all are listening to this i'll be in europe somewhere england scotland somewhere Um, when do you leave tomorrow night 9 15 is my flight so larry's dropped at doggy daycare this morning and that dog does not even turn back he's so excited because he (laughs) loves sweet well because (laughs) Because we don't give it, we don't give him a kennel. It's not a cage. He has his own private bedroom with a cot, mm-hmm. with a, like a bed and everything nice. like that at night. And then he's <laughs> playing all day with other dogs. And yeah. we get we get photos like. four times a day, and the dog just looks so freaking happy. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> he is got that total Dane face. I love it so much. He is also not a fighter, Julia. He is so kind to every dog and human being. He would not know what to do if a dog actually like attacked. We got vicious. Yeah. Which is yeah. funny because a lot of people say he thinks, thinks no sees he's so big. They just assume, oh, he's probably very aggressive, but he's like yeah. the gentlest guy. Oh, buddy. Worst part about vacation. I miss him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to drop Ned off at a new kennel when we went to Charleston and I was so nervous. I cried because, like, oh. it's not the same place we take him and it's like a different setup. Cause he's used to like the indoor outdoor run. Like he can go in and out as he pleases, which is honestly what he needs. Um, but this was more of a kennel and then they take him out periodically type thing. And I was just really nervous, but he did fine. I was just really anxious. I mean, there are babies. A lot. He's a lot. (laughs) He look every time I see a picture of him though, he he reminds me of Larry. He looks very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Larry reminds me of him too. They have similar features. Well, mm-hmm. Ned also unlocks his kennel at the boarding place, um, <laughs> or he's been known to, and unlock other dogs. Oh, no. Uh, I yeah. love that. that so I have fun. to tell people, like, hey, he's been known to unlock his kennels before. <laughs> and he usually comes home with, like, a bloody nose, like, on top, because he's nosed his lock. But Aww. he didn't this time. So I think, I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> It, it sounds like oh, you've watched uh, Homeward Bound one too many times with him, and he just learned from that movie. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, that movie still gets to me all these years later. The end every I don't time. Know if Shadow, I can watch it now. Every time Shadow comes running out of the woods, my boy, yes. my boy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can watch oh, it now as a an adult. That I just cry too much. I don't know if I'd be able to watch that. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> you know what? Um, it does not give us reason to cry is the fact it's August. We are officially in the last. You're not month. living in Oklahoma. There are a lot of reasons to cry here in August. You know, yeah, I, at August least yet. in terms of we are in the last month before the Burr months, which is the best time of the year. True. We just I think it's have the hottest month, month for us. So I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. But you know what? Stores are in full fall mode already. I love the retail calendar for that very reason. Me too. So. <laughs> I I bought some Halloween stuff yesterday at Michael's. Love it. Yeah. Is there stuff good this year? Their yes. Halloween game is pretty strong. It it is. It's expensive, but like Joanne's always has a sale. But um, Michael's, I think they wait a little longer. But they had some good stuff. They have a lot of Ed Edgar Allan Poe, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were supposed to and do a haunted mansion collaboration this year, but I haven't seen the stuff out in stores yet. I, I haven't seen, the seen it. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it. They have some uh Sleepy Hollow stuff, which is like my favorite. So I That's got cool. some of that. Um Ooh. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for the Headless Horseman statue, but I haven't found it yet. That's for those excellent. who are ever in New York in October, uh do Sleepy Hollow at the old Dutch Settler Cemetery from the story. Uh, they will read Sleepy Hollow by candlelight as you sit in the graveyard and they serve you cider and donuts and it's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Especially because then afterwards you're right by Washington Irving's grave because he's buried there. So. That's so cool. But cool. for those in the spooky season mood, because we're just about there, talk to A24's Talk to Me, very worth seeing in theaters. I want a prop of that hand released ASAP. And <laughs> Honda Mansion was okay. So go see that too, I guess, if you're more family friendly. But speaking of not family friendly, tonight. Boy, that's true. That's the truth. <laughs> my, my segue was much better. <laughs> it, it, it was but you weren't jumping in there if you want to do another segue feel free i know i already gave you my gold it was good it was it just was too was too premature let that hang for a moment also let that hang for a moment and i'm gonna get and i'm gonna get out of that vicious cycle and say tonight, tonight <laughs> Tonight, we are covering Hulu slash FX's critically acclaimed show, The Bear. Specifically, their Christmas episode, Season 2, Episode 6, Fishes. So for those who don't know, a young uh, The Bear is about a young chef named Carmen Berzato, who leaves behind his world of fine dining and comes home to Chicago to run his family's Italian beef sandwich shop after the suicide of his older brother. So histories with the bear in general. So guests first, Kendall. Ah, uh, yes. So I watched this um, last year when the first season came out. I so I've been a fan of Jeremy Allen White, who plays Carmi, uh, since Shameless. I loved him on that show, 
And when I saw that he was going to be in a new show, I was like, I had no idea what it was about, but I was like, I'll have to check that out. And more people started talking about it. The more I was interested and I knew what it was about. Um, and my husband, he has been in the service industry for like half of his life at this point. And, um, he's been a chef and he's worked in restaurants. And so he was watching it by himself. And I I was like, you know, have you heard of the show? And he's like, yeah, it's actually really good. I think you would like it. And so I started watching it. So like we watched it together or like at the same time, but separately. Um, and so it's kind of special in that way because it's something that we can talk about. Um, so obviously when season two came out, we kind of did the same thing. We have a very off schedule because like I said, he's in the service industry. So he's not really home a lot when I'm home. And so it's kind of fun to just like text him while he's at work. Like, oh my gosh, you just watched the Christmas episode. You're right. It's so stressful. Um, but I absolutely love the show. Spoiler alert. And um, it might be one of my favorite shows in general. Oh. I just, I really love it. I just have like a, something about it just tugs at my heart. Like we can go into it, but um, yeah, that's my history with it. I love it. Julia. Um, okay. So I remember hearing about the bear, I think when pop culture happy hour um, covered the first season um, and they raved about it, talked about how great it was. And I was like, oh, I should put that on my list. Um, and then it would pop up and other things I would listen to or talk to and people are like, Oh, it's really good. You should watch that. And I was like, Oh, I'll put that on my list. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Anthony talks about it and Tom talks about it. And Anthony's like, you know, we're doing the Christmas episode and two months, something like that. Right. And I'm like, I got some space. Might as well get the context. I don't usually have when we hit, you know, TV shows where I just watched the Christmas episode. So I started watching the show from the first episode. And I think I finished the whole two series, uh, two season run in four days. <laughs> um, This is in my top three TV shows of all time. Um, I think this show is perfect mm-hmm. from the soundtrack to family is very important to me when I'm watching something. Right. I love, I love it when I'm surprised, uh, thinking I'm going to hate a character and I end up absolutely loving that character. And so far there's not been anybody on the show. I don't feel that way about, um, it's acted so well. The pacing is insane. Like it such anxiety in a 28 minute cycle that to evoke that emotion in me is phenomenal. So um, I will tell everybody that I know that they should watch the show just now with their kids. Unless they want them to just be dropping F-bombs all the time, which is their choice. Tom. I like the bear. I think I was one of the annoying people who kept telling you to watch it. Yes. I rather enjoy it. I'm not through season two yet, but um, I made it through season two, episode six. Mm. I hope to I hope to finish it soon, but I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I do. I like everything about it. I like the characters, even the ones I don't like. I like. Yeah. Anthony, I like the bear as well. I definitely do not feel as strongly about it as Julia and Kendall. 
I started it after, um, like Julia, I started hearing it about it in drips and drabs from various places about how good it was. And then people I know, like Kendall and Tom, start recommending it. So I was like, you know, I will watch it. And I got through it quite quickly. But when mm-hmm. I was watching season one, I was like, my God, this thing is slow. I don't get it. Like, yeah. And then by the time I got to like episode seven, I was like, okay, this is getting good now. So, um, and then I loved season two, but my if I had one nitpick with the show, it's the pacing in general. Slow episodes are slow, fast ones are fast. Like the highs are high and the lows are low for me, but there are definitely more highs. Yep. I recommend it to people, um, and I really like it, but I don't love it like you guys do. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't put it up there in my top shows of all time for sure. Having said that, I really love this Christmas episode. I love how it stands on its own, like a little mini movie. Yeah. And uh, as an Italian, uh, I know the show is Chicago, but as an Italian New Yorker, I could really relate to the stress of that holiday. Um, haven't had a holiday like that in a while, just because family's, <laughs> more, family's more spread out now, family's smaller now. But back when I was younger and everyone was around and all the older relatives and stuff were still alive, this episode was very true to home. Um, but yeah, I, I love, love this one. I love that you said, haven't had a holiday like that in a while. Which implies you've had a holiday like that. Yeah, I definitely have had <laughs> very similar holidays to that. Have you ever found yourself crying in the kitchen on Christmas? Because I have. I personally have not, but family members for sure have. I've walked yeah, I haven't members. even hosted a family dinner, but I've found myself ha- with a breakdown in the kitchen for <laughs> I don't know why. I, I really actually uh, related to her character some in some ways, not all of them. Uh, I was going to get into the tradition of the seven fishes and how not a single person on here was correct about it, but I can do that later. I don't know anything about the seven fishes. Me so I'm going to need context at some point because they don't even give you context with the seven fishes. Yeah. Oh, they give really. you a lot of wrong answers. And Tom is correct. They did it wrong. And <laughs> as someone who hates fish, I always hated the feast of the seven fishes. And family members had to cook other stuff on top of it for me and the other pick members of the family. Hmm. But, so what is anyway. the accurate feast of the seven fishes? Since this, this episode is called fishes, it kind of, you know. It plays um, a part origins, in the plot. The origins are a bit murky. Most likely started in Sicily, as we know. And all of the reasons that they gave for it are wrong. It's much bigger in the United States. And it just comes down to uh, a Catholic tradition of not eating animal products or meat uh, and fat on the eve of a major feast. And they eat fish. Same reason you have fish on Fridays. And it just became a big feast, the the uh, like a vigil feast before going to midnight mass. Okay. You'd eat, you'd eat seven different types of seafood. They say seven fishes, but it would be seafood. It's seafood. Yeah. Usually, uh, it's midnight. combinations of like lobster, sardines, bacala, eels, squid, octopus, anchovies, clams, mussels. You know, shrimp. Anything you can think of. Some seven combination of the seven and then they do serve like on the side vegetables pasta baked goods lots of wine so i always went for the pasta and the vegetables growing up because i didn't do the fish 
Um, and I still don't do the fish. There is actually a movie that came out in 2018. Um, it's a comedy uh, called The Feast of the Seven Fishes, Christmas movie. So at some point we'll have to uh, cover that. So let's run through the cast of this specific episode because it is at once a smaller cast than they're used to because it's a family dinner, but also a bigger cast because we get to meet yeah. the extended family. And there are lots mm-hmm. of big names in here. That. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy Allen White is our protagonist, Carmi. Uh, as Kendall mentioned earlier, he is best known prior to this for Shameless, the American remake, and he was great on that show as Lip. Why Why is he not playing Willy Wonka? Uh, I right? agree. I don't think he necessarily should be Willy Wonka, but he needs to be Gene Wilder in like a biopic for sure. Yes, he could absolutely do yeah. that. Looks exactly like him. He does. I like most people for Willy Wonka more than I do Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet dressing as Gonzo playing Willy Wonka. <laughs> with Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. What? Did you see the trailer? Yeah. He's he's an Oompa Loompa. Grant, I did not see Oompa that. Tra- I did not watch that. You're not missing much. It does not look good. Ebon Moss Bachrach plays Richie. Carmen uh, Carmi's uh, cousin. So he was in The Punisher and in Girls. And, and, he, and Andor. Uh, Andor. He was Arvel Skeen in Andor. I'll just say right now, of the regulars, Richie's my favorite. I love the character. He of grew up on me. Yeah, he has a magical season two episode that is actually Disco 54 called out is the best episode. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I i agree i agree is that episode seven i think it so. is forks i haven't seen it yet i'm still not on the i'm still not on the richie train gotcha well We're still not on the richie tra- I, I was on the richie train from day one mm-hmm. yeah there's also a really fun <laughs> musical moment in episode seven that i uh really enjoyed um john bernthal plays Michael Berzato, uh Carmi's in the present brother. dead brother, but in this flashback episode, he's alive. Um, people will know him best for Shane on The Walking Dead, and he plays the Punisher. Still hate in, him in the MCU. Yeah, he's still always hate plays him. a very unlikable character. Still hate like Mikey. You hate Mikey? Yes. Yes. I I because really? I can't not see Shane, and I really hated Shane. Oh, see, Dead. I also really hated Shane. <laughs> But I love John Bernthal. So whenever I see Mikey or anything that John Bernthal's in, I say how much I love him. And my husband is like, wait, I thought you hated John Bernthal. I was like, no, I hated Shane. It's different. <laughs> it means he did a good job. Yeah. As much as I, I hate Shane. Yeah. That's my husband's name. So saying I hate Shane is funny. Oh, <laughs> problematic Shane was the worst y'all <laughs> no 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 that's Tom ouch that's rude you know I love you Tom Abby Elliott plays Sugar uh, Natalie Barazzo uh, Carmia Michael's sister um, and Abby Element uh, Abby Elliott was in the Bravo comedy Odd Mom Out and she was a cast member on SNL from 2008 to 2012. She's Chris Elliott's daughter. And boy, she got all the good genes out of whatever pairing that was. I which means she got that. no Chris Elliott genes whatsoever. 
I thought you had a crush on Chris Sully. We did not talk about that. We did not. Can't stand him. I can't stand him either. He was the reason I did not want to watch Shit's Creek. Cannot stand him. I hate. I hated his character on Shit's Creek. I think it's supposed to be an actor who I love. Oliver Platt plays Jimmy mm-hmm. Cicero Kalinowski, yep. their uncle. Yes, and Oliver Platt's just always been an amazing actor. Uh, mm-hmm. His his uh, filmography is huge, so I'm not going to go through it. Instead, I'm going to ask, what is your favorite Oliver Platt? Because he's been in so much. Uh, when he was Porthos in Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. So good. He was so, so good. good. That is, you know what? We were, we were looking for a movie for family movie night. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what we're going to watch on Friday. He was also uh, one of the doctors in Flatliners with Kiefer Sutherland, wasn't he? Probably. I love Flatliners. Yes, he was. He was in okay. Beethoven. I loved Beethoven. He was in Dr. Doolittle. I thought I always thought for some reason he wasn't in JFK though. But I always think of JFK for some reason when I say Well he should have been. He's got a JFK face. Yeah. Like a man of that age. Uh I don't Look. know. I like him in everything, so I'm gonna cheat and say that's my answer. What about you? Honestly, I don't think I've really seen a whole lot of things that he's been in. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna cheat and say the bear. Because I do love him in this. That's Nothing valid. really stands out for me, though. Oh, he was in Benny and June, too. I love Benny and June. It's a great movie. That's one of the first movies Christine had me watch. That's like, she's like, this is one of my favorite movies, and I had not seen it. And I fell in love. Aww. That was <laughs> such a sweet movie. That's actually a good question of the week. What's one movie, if you had to get pick a movie... To show somebody to get to know you, like if you're making a new friend or a new romantic connection, what's the one movie you're like? You have to watch this. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. While you're sleeping, mm. dude, where's my car? Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> dude, where's my car? It's two miles away, but takes an hour to get there from an Uber New York trip. Oh my gosh, that was oh. <laughs> so. Maddie Matheson is one of my favorite people on the show he plays neil who is one of the childhood <laughs> friends of the barazzos and he's a handyman for the restaurant um this is a canadian comedian he appeared on the show he's a regular on the show munchies he was hosted it's supper time and dead set on life he's um, a chef he's a real he's a chef, chef. yeah mm-hmm. and a restaurateur Mm-hmm. So that's our the main cast who's normally in the regular in the show regularly. I just, so I want to say, as far as the actors that we saw go back in time, mm-hmm. and like we're we're obviously younger when this happened. Mm-hmm. I think he did the best job, Maddie Matheson. Yeah, of seeming he was younger. the most. Yeah, of singing seeming younger, and like now he's, I don't know. All of the rest of them seem to be playing the same themselves without any growth yeah i don't know how long ago this was supposed to be from present day but jeremy allen white has that face where he can play anywhere from like 18 to like 30 it was supposed to be 30 ish five years before five years okay yeah okay five years but a hard five years because michael died in that time 
Yeah. Right. Like they had a suicide they dealt with. Yeah. Our guest stars are, we have huge guest stars of this episode, including mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis as Donna Brazato, the mother of Carmi and Michael. And Jamie Lee is coming wish- for that best supporting Emmy after yeah. her Oscar win. Yeah. I yeah. was so surprised to see her with human fingers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It was a letdown for me too, Tom. I'm not going to lie. It was a letdown for me too. Bob Odenkirk plays Lee Lane. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is obviously people know as Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Sarah Paulson plays Michelle Brazato, one of the cousins. And I love Sarah Paulson from like American Horror Mm -hmm. Story, American Crime Story, all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. She's a great actress. Yes. So happy to see her pop up. We have John Mulaney as Stevie. That was an interesting choice. That was weird. And he I've was weird. never been a big fan of him. I actually liked his character, and I do not like John Mulaney, but I liked this character. I will say he did a really good job with it. Everybody yeah. kept talking about his newest comedy show, so I gave it a shot. Was not impressed. I don't like him. I don't As either. A person. But this role, did you like him in this role though, Anthony, where he had where he was obviously acting and creating a new character? No. Okay. I can't get past him, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. A lot of comedians are that way. I'm kind of that way with Sugar. Um, I've seen her on SNL, and that's all I can think of is her SNL stuff. But she's grown on me this season. I, I can sugar. start seeing her depth, especially in this episode. Anthony has that problem. He can't give comedians their their due when they're well, when they're critically acclaimed, when they are award-winning comedians and get some of the largest awards in comedy. He still looks down his nose at them for no reason. I totally agree. Adam Sandler is an exceptional actor and it's a shame that he you don't. He really is. Oh my gosh. Speaking of exceptional people, actors or performers, really exceptional one. Somebody I love is Jillian Jacobs as Tiffany, um, Richie's uh, ex-wife in the present. She's his current wife in this episode. Ooh. She's not familiar to me. We've community. covered her. Community. She was on Community. Oh, okay. She played, uh, what's her face? The, the... Britta. Britta, the opposite of Joel McHale. She's on one of my favorite Netflix shows, which is three seasons. It's over. Perfect little tiny three seasons. Love. It's very funny. So I had, I'm going to be honest with her in this role. I had a hard time picturing who she was. I didn't, I didn't pick, I couldn't make the Britta connection. Because her character was so well done. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I had to look her up. I was like, I know this face. Who is this? Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know she had that in her because I've only seen her in, I haven't seen Love. I've only seen her in stuff like Community and yeah. Hot Tub Time and Machine and whatnot. I didn't like her in Community, so. Is she a brunette was, in Community? No, no she's blonde. No. Huh. Which was a testament to her character because you weren't supposed to like her in Community. Yeah. So speaking of Community, I got to do a little aside here. Christine hates everything with Joel McHale, like with a passion. She can't oh. stand him until... Ellie got us to watch Is It Cake? And he was a guest judge. It's a show 
where you have to yeah. determine if if this object is this object or if it's cake. Mm -hmm. oh, nice. It is so dumb. It is a guilty pleasure <laughs> for me. Like I am horribly embarrassed to admit that I've watched it. But Joel McHale was on there and he was he won her over 100% being himself. Okay. I'm ambivalent. I don't know I why I felt like telling soup. that story right now. He was really annoying when he was on the soup, but everything he's done since then, I don't care. I, I don't mind. He's on animal control and it's, I still haven't decided if I like it or not. I've been watching that show and I don't know if I like it or not. My husband's the same way. He, he's been watching it and I don't know if he really likes it. I keep saying, do you think I like this show? And he says, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I haven't decided if I like it yet, but it's not worth quitting. You know? Yeah, it's, it hasn't been so bad that I don't <laughs> want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jillian Jacobs, oh. Joe McHale's co-star community is is uh, great on this, and I love her in general. I saw her live in an off-Broadway show uh, with one of my other favorite TV actresses, Aya Cash. They played opposite one another, and they're both Ooh. like gorgeous. Uh, seeing them like fifty feet in front of me on stage was whoo me and sarah were sitting next to ben mckenzie and monica baraka whatever his wife's name was in what? the theater in the theater and she was such a controlling bee to him he looked miserable with her so Ooh. interesting yeah like he looked he he seemed yeah and he seemed like a cool guy like he seemed like the guy he he nodded like you know whatever and like if he was if she wasn't with him i like he seemed like oh he'd probably be open to just talking but like she gave off this presence don't come near me and then we got sat next to them in the theater anyway i loved him in gotham mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i loved him in the oc the oc <laughs> it's the oc <laughs> he's now big into cryptocurrency for some reason he comes on as like an expert now <laughs> that stuff you know like whatever okay. the odd career path but okay the last cast member here is chris witsaki as pete witasaki witasaki whatever his name is as pete witaski there you go that works i really love pete i feel so pete, bad like, for pete pete so like breaks my heart man they are so mean to him and he's so earnest and just like the face he's making on imdb like that's a pete face right there <laughs> they just, just they just like, keep assuming he's a narc I loved him on Love. He was a star on that show as well. Oh, okay. That episode where they had the punch and Pete drank the punch at the barbecue. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's such like a bro and you just really want to hate him, especially in that episode. But then more episodes come along and you get more he Pete. He just wants like, to be their friend. Yeah, you're like, Pete. Yeah, he wants to fit. He's, he's that really family crying. member that's desperate to fit in with all the others. Well, and to break into this family, like, yeah. my dude. That I is think he, I think I was Pete can't... for a while, if I'm being honest with you. Oh. And my husband's I, family. I got over it. <laughs> I just loved him sleeping on Richie and, and Carmi's shoulder in the car. It's so sweet. Thanks <laughs> for letting me be a part of your family, guys. Oh, oh buddy. <laughs> I know. So that is our cast for this episode. So let's dive into this chaotic plot here. Right off the bat, we, it's, we get a title screen that says five years earlier. And mm -hmm. it's Christmas Eve. And Carmi comes home from Copenhagen, where he's been from he's where? studying at Copenhagen. Where? 
Is it Copenhagen? What is it? Thank you. Okay, Carmi comes home from Copenhagen, where, uh, I forget, does he have a restaurant there or is he studying? He's studying there, right? He's He's studying. Studying, yeah. He's studying in Copenhagen. (laughs) Okay, another side note on discussion while we're talking food. You know the little green lettuce-like things that are kind of tubular that they'll put food in? Yeah. It's spelled spelled E-N-D-I-V-E. How do you pronounce that? Endive? Endive? It's on Dave. On Dave. I'm not that fancy. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm even less fancy. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what my coworker said when I when I would when I insisted on ordering on (laughs) Dave. Yeah. Although my Arabic did get a compliment from my from my Palestinian coworkers, that made me feel happy. Nice. So Carmi returns from Copenhagen to spend Christmas with his family. It's been a few years since he's been home, which everyone keeps quote-unquote joking about. I don't blame him for not coming home. If you're just gonna... If yeah, you're just gonna rip on him the whole time about they're razzing him for being even his mom. Like when he says he's gonna make a sprite, which we need to talk about that. She's like, Oh, it's because he's a fancy chef now. I'm like, no wonder he hates being home. So I, I home either. I do feel like there is probably a little bit of truth in people who escape like a hmm. I don't want to say, like, escape a, like, go up past where their family and friends are from, and then they come back. I feel like there is a lot of that razzing going on, like, oh, look, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so is better yeah. than us now. I feel like that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, probably. He escaped that small life and went yep. to search for something else. And... But it all comes yeah. back to the family restaurant and just a big old ball of family dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. see where this family dis- dysfunction derives from in this episode. Uh, mom, oh, Donna, is in the kitchen, a few bottles of wine deep already, preparing the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Basket case. She's so deep in the wine, the smearing of the butter on the bread with her fingers, like, mm. I can't. The with timer- those nails. And the microwave was covered in food splatters. That killed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, Is that not what so... your microwave looks like at home? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. If I'm hosting layers... people, it definitely doesn't. It's you, you the all... layers okay, so... of discomfort the show builds into this. Is I know what you're phenomenal. saying. What, Tom? Cover your food in the microwave. Moist paper towel will keep it from drying out and keep from getting splatters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat in somebody's house if I go to their house and there's splatter in the microwave for more cooking tips follow tom and his <laughs> upcoming opening of a restaurant in tulsa called the crow where he'll <laughs> serve on dive on and uh and the interior will be modeled after copenhagen <laughs> that's right and it'll be dang clean and he will correct your grammar as well as he sees you <laughs> It's like Ed DeBevix, but this is why I don't come to recordings. <laughs> Julia, this is why he's been, he's going away so much in the coming months and leaving us alone. <laughs> I'm, going fa- I'm going on fake trips, photoshopping myself into pictures. <laughs> um. So Ma, so Donna, yeah, she's she's in the kitchen, few wines deep, few bottles of wine deep, 
clearly manic. People keep asking her if she's okay, and she's insisting she's fine. No, sugar keeps sugar asking keeps her, asking. and that's a whole thing. Like the first, that's what it opens on is sugar outside smoking a cigarette and mikey's like don't do it don't do it and she's like I- i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna do it i have to i can't not do it and it's all stemming from her just asking her mom if she's okay because apparently that's like a trigger for their mom or she just does it a million times like it's all so real like mm-hmm. i feel like this is a real problem like i know i'm I'm very empathetic. So if someone seems any, any bit off, I'm like, are you okay? And I'll ask him a million times. And so I just feel like this is so genuine. Like it's crazy, but it's still very genuine. I think it's that mother daughter relationship as well. Like I get the sense if Mikey had asked mom, if she was okay, mom would be like, you know, whatever. But if sugar asks. Yes. So Richie's wife, Tiffany, is here as well. They're still married at this point, and she falls ill, right? She gets sick. She's pregnant. She has some morning sickness happening. She's got the vomit. Which, She's got the pukes. Ugh. Could you, I can't fathom feeling that way with all of the smells coming out of this kitchen. No. Like, I'd be yes. dead. And the yelling. I, yeah. That would make me feel just even worse. Like, stop yelling. Yo, yeah. there are families in this world where yelling is not yelling. It is just a normal way to communicate. Yeah, that's not ever been. That's it's not a, me. That's I'm triggered by yelling. On this one. It, it like does something to it's triggering for me. That's it is for my Christine family. Too. Italians are my family's very loud, very loud, very loud, very confrontational. Hence me. <laughs> but Very we racist. know but we know it and we apologize <laughs> and we get confrontational yeah julia why don't you take over here um okay so the whole episode is layered like oftentimes we you get in a christmas right it's absolutely perfect to set something like this family at christmas time and just watch it all completely spiral out of control so mom is primarily manning the kitchen. I felt this as a woman. Um, lots of times we're the ones that prepare the feast for the holiday. So you have normal tension that I feel like most people would connect with, plus her manic on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the two boys that say they're going to handle it, that tell Sugar they're going to handle it, but they're definitely not going to handle it. No. Um, so Carmi's trying to help in a capacity he is completely able to help with cooking and his mom won't let him because- yeah. She needs to do it all herself. I also feel that um, it's hard for her to ask for help. I feel like, is it hard for her to ask for help or is she doing that to kind of play the, like the victim? The like, martyr. That's yeah. She's, little martyr. she's trying to do it herself so she can, and then she has that whole meltdown and it's like, if you'd had helped or accept, accepted the help, it would have, I don't know. And can Jeez, I just this whole, say this whole episode is triggering in so many ways. Can I just say how real that is? Like my aunts, I know, even my mother at times. Like that's a very even the male side, like uncles and stuff. That's a very Italian thing. I'm gonna take the fall and play the martyr again. Older Italian. Yeah. 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 We have funny side thing going on with um. What's his name? That's that's the handyman. Fac. 
Yeah. The Comfac. Yeah. We have Neil, him and Neil his Fack. crony. Is it like his cousin? The other one. They're dressed yeah. the same. Which dressed the same. Kills me. I'm dead. <laughs> they're both have the same plaid shirt on with like a red sweater tied around yes. their neck. And at some point, they're looking for skateboards or bicycles. And so it's like your your children, your grown man child. And can I just say, by the way, about Fac here, I love that he's so close to this family. It just comes and goes. Like he'll just go into the kitchen and. Donna will treat him like one of her sons, like slap his hand and tell him yeah. to get out of the kitchen. I love that. That's yeah. like so. None of them are, I don't think any of them are actually related except for Carmi and his siblings and mom and maybe Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson's but a like, cousin. Yeah, Sarah's but Richie cousin. is not related. But they call him cousin. Cousin. We're best friends. Right. Yeah. Right. So like all these like cousins and uncles and whatever, then they're not actually cousins and uncles, which was confusing to me. Until yeah, I saw because this. Because they refer to each other as yeah, cousin. Not their uncle. names for some amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's um that's Italian too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Family yeah. family's more than blood. Well, it's also so urine. We've got- I I agree with that. <laughs> it's also urine. We have um so we've got Fack and then Uncle Jimmy. They're trying to get Uncle Jimmy to invest in this really dumb <laughs> money making scheme where they're gonna buy baseball cards and like turn a thousand dollars profit in four months which unk is like nope <laughs> i'm not doing that um you've got pregnant um richie's pregnant wife at the time which she doesn't have a lot to do in the episode she's just mm-hmm. kind of primarily sick a little bit and it's kind of establishing that look how close they used to be they were so excited because in the other episodes of the show um, their marriage has dissolved at that point. Yeah, um, yeah she barely even picks have... up the phone for him anymore when he calls, even though they have a kid right. together. Yeah. And the kid that she's pregnant with, exactly. Um, and then you've got the other family members. So we meet Uncle Lee, who, which is Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, where on the family tree? Because well, he... for the longest time, I thought he... he had married. He's dating Donna. He's dating Donna's okay. boyfriend, and mm-hmm. very. They're so on, why is he they're on Lee? They're on and off again. So that's okay. what, why Mikey hates him. No, Mikey yeah, he, hates him because which is what I jerk. thought, but I didn't notice what his name was until I pulled up IMDb. Right? Because I, like, Mikey's, there's not time for you to really learn people's names in this. I Mikey's assume they call drunk. him. Yeah, Mikey's unwell as well. I assume they call him Uncle Lee, probably because he was a family friend before they started dating. That's my assumption. Yeah, I really say, yeah, that's valid. Um, he has an abrasive personality in that he seems a little more religious, and he likes to correct people when they when we're talking about something. The Feast of the Seven Fishes comes up, and he tells them they're all wrong. They've got it totally wrong. <laughs> but, he, um, but he was wrong too. <laughs> and like you said, he Man, definitely he... has friction with Mikey. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Stevie and cousin Michelle, who are kind of attached at the hip. Stevie absolutely does not fit into this family whatsoever. He is a little more erudite, right? Like he lives, he is in the collegiate circles, isn't he? Is he like a professor or something like that? Something like that. He's there with Michelle. So he's like her partner, I guess. Mm -hmm. I love that. He's, I love his take on investing in these baseball cards Mm -hmm. (laughs) he just seems happy to be there like you know he was like thanks 
for having me here. It, yeah, I, which I which I love. Let, let me tell you, I don't know if I'd be happy to be there as an outsider, but I would totally be sitting down observing everything. Like, oh is, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cousin Michelle seems pretty neat. Uh, you only see her in this episode. A few of these characters you only see in this episode, but um, she's she seems yeah, she seems more above like she's not participating in any of the arguing um i was, I was just gonna say julia she kind of reminds me of carmy and like she looks like she kind of escaped like kind of went a higher stature than their situation and now she's kind of the yeah. outsider like he is well she's the reason that he moved to new york you know because there's a scene where she's like hey you need to get out of here come visit me and that's where he went and became the big chef that he he was so they're definitely like you know you always have that one cousin that you're like "Mm, we're the same (laughs) we don't belong in this family Mm -hmm. yep and i think that's his his cut those those are the two she's an important part of his story um and then we have character that's not shown but is talked about and creates kind of this building pressure between carmy um mikey and cousin richie uh, where cousin and Mikey run into, I can't remember her name. Love interest. Claire Bear. Claire Bear. Claire they Bear. run into Claire Bear. Um, and they proceed to tell in an extremely uncomfortable scene, <laughs> Carmi, how hot she is. She's not just hot. She's super smart. You're really going to want to bang her. We ran into her and Carmi is mortified because he keeps saying, are you messing with me? And dear God, what did you say? Because he had a younger relationship with her or always was infatuated with her when they were growing up and he went his way, she went her way. And it's a love lost. Um, You can tell that he's pined for her a bit, even in their time apart. Um, So that stirs Carmi up as well. That's the cooking phase of the food. Uh, We have like the whole cooking aspect in the in the kitchen where it's frenetic and you keep hearing people say i hope you didn't bring fish right like don't ruin the whole seven fishes oh, thing yes. because mm-hmm. she's just going to completely lose her crap and who walks in with an additional fish dish sweet pete sweet bless him poor pete. i loved pete. that poor guy <laughs> a tuna he was, casserole he was yeah. just trying to be helpful but so when my dad first met my mother's family, it wasn't for a holiday or anything, but he he was going over for dinner and he filled up, not knowing my grandfather had prepared like a seven course meal. So he filled up on like <laughs> the first course, not knowing six other courses are coming. And because that's the first time he's been in the family, dad said he had to like, <laughs> she just kept eating as all the courses were brought out. It was so uncomfortable. But that's what this reminded me of because if you're not used to the machinations of uh, an Italian family or a Spanish family, whatever culture, you know, you can definitely be um, throw you off your game. Let's put it that way. Okay. So we've got the cooking of the food and then we get to kind of the in between, which is where um, we find out all of that about Cousin Michelle and she pulls Carmi aside and, you know, says, you, you gotta, you gotta bounce my dude. Um, and then we get to the actual eating of the dinner part, which is the culmination of the episode, um, leading up to the dinner table. 
Yeah, that's right. We have. Did you say forking? Such a forking mess at table. At the table. We have uh, Mikey and Uncle Lee messing with each other the entire time. Um, and it does culminate when we get to the dinner table scene. But verbal assault that Lee gives Michael here after Michael throws a fork at him, two forks at him. It's like, well, the whole is, but the whole thing is, is he or isn't he going to throw the fork? And everyone's like, don't throw the fork, Mikey. Don't throw the fork. And like everything happens. Steve get is it Stevie gives the great speech and yes. it's like thank you for having me this the, is beautiful and like yeah the prayer yeah. yes and everything is well and fine and then he throws the fork and, and he throws just, two, two yes forks. he throws he throws his fork yeah and then he takes Fax's fork and throws it at Bob Odenkirk but not without great buildup of is he or isn't he like so much buildup it was so it made me so anxious well like tom said he's also drugged out he's drugged out yes. he's drunk and yes you you do see you know obviously we know at this point that he is you know ended his own life due to drugs and you know had addiction yeah. and all that and um now we kind of get to see him in that kind of state or like the beginning of it i think yeah and lee goes off on him after that second fork he says this guy's nothing and he's nobody and i know you're scared and you're afraid aren't you michael and michael i don't know where you're on but if you can hear me through the fog throw another fork at me and you're gonna get rocked and i love yep. i loved that the intensity it was brutal though. But, like that acting on Bob Odenkirk's face. And yes, that took me like that made me uncomfortable because I'm so used to him as a good natured Saul. Like, Saul's I know. Mm -hmm. like that. I know. <laughs> this really episode is going to get so many nominations for the supporting, like the guest cast. Like, I think I, Jamie Lee, I, think I Jamie definitely Lee's think John Bernthal. Yeah. And now this, you know, this will be next, I guess, next Emmy season, but. Um, I definitely think it's it's gonna be so many because it was so good, and she, I mean she was incredible. Was I definitely I agree with you. I think she'll win for sure. Well, right after Lee goes off on him, there's silence because Donna comes back in. She's right. Like, what, Donna what is I, not in there. She was the, the kitchen having she, a meltdown. Her, having her, she just comes out and just goes off on everybody. Well, well, she enters and she asks what she missed, and everyone kind of gets all hushed up. And that's when Stevie goes into his prayer to try to paper over the awkward silence. Mm -hmm. She starts crying when he's praying. And then Sugar stupidly asks, are you okay? Are you okay? And what oh, does she do? Her. And what does Donna she do? She explodes. She does. She starts screaming about how hard she worked to make everything beautiful. She did all of this. Nobody helped her. She plays mm -hmm. the martyr over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, so toxic. It, yep. So These tough. poor kids, all three of them have so much trauma because of her. Like, it's so, and I think this is when I really started to like sugar because I understood her more. They gave her a lot of depth because she has so much trauma from her mom. Um, so much like emotion, like emotional abuse yep. from her mom. And 
I really understand all three of them a little more now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for sure. sure. No, I was just going to say, I started to really associate, like really connect more with sugar when she and Carmi in season, season one, when she get kind of goes off on Carmi where she's like, my house is on the line. Like I, I did everything to help Michael and mm-hmm. she's part owner. And I'm like, Oh, so she's not just this like hard callous person who's yeah. fighting who's fighting Carmi and, and what whatever she's been supportive she's now in trouble and needs her brother to, to grow up yeah she's mm-hmm. the one that stayed yep she's the one that ooh. stayed ooh that got me that's yep you're right um well well I just wanted to say Donna here Jamie Lee Curtis is acting right after she says are you okay and she takes that pause and then st- takes a plate and smashes it on the ground as she yells before she launches into her speech. Like, there's your Emmy clip right there. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. And so what does that culminate in? Donna's tirade. Oh, she leaves the house. Michael throwing the fork. She leaves the house. And Mikey, yeah, Mikey throws another fork. Which and Mikey throws in. the fork. <laughs> a fist fight and tables flying and food going everywhere and then you hear the loud revving of an engine and donna yeah. crashes her car Boom. right into the house and we see like at this moment like as the episode comes to an end like a few seconds later we see carmy kind of like disassociating from the whole yes. scene like you've kind of just it's his way of dealing with it he disassociates and you kind of Knowing where he goes, how he went to New York and everything, left the family. This is kind of, I think, probably the moment he realized he needed to get out of this toxic. Yeah. Uh, and he just stares off into the distance at the next room where the fork Mikey threw was sticking out of like a cannoli, mm-hmm. which is a great final shot. I mean, the mm-hmm. the whole one thing the show had all the food shots in this entire show. Oh my gosh! Like, you can't watch it's the so show. Genuine. Hungry. Everything. Mm-hmm. In New York, I learned that I do, in fact, like cannolis, and I just never had a true good cannoli. Oh, that tracks. I would like to say as well, Tom, uh, didn't you, weren't you going to admit something tonight on the podcast? Uh-oh. Oh, no, you don't, you don't want to go in there because I stayed, I was there the whole week, remember? Anyway. No, 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 no. The Sunday that we were hanging out, the entire city did not smell like trash and urine. But then I had to walk 15 minutes from Soho to Tribeca to our workspace. And I found the smells. Yeah. <laughs> Every city has those smells. Nashville definitely does. Oh, really? Broadway, Broadway's starting to smell. Yeah. Um, there was a whole nother plot here we didn't really mention, but I actually liked it. It's where Richie realizes he kind of has to man up and get a job. And he lies oh, and yeah. says, uh, <laughs> uh, he lies to his uh, wife there and says that Uncle, um, oh my God, what's his name? Oliver Platt's okay. character. Just don't, it's fine. Yeah, so, um, Cicero says that he hired Cicero, him. Yeah, Cicero. And then she thinks him at the dinner table. Cicero has no clue what he's talking about. But then it becomes clear. He, he come. Like, and it's a great scene. Cicero covers for him in that scene. Like, yep. He's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he is such a good guy to all of them. And I keep it. But isn't he one of those is... you hated at the beginning? 
Yes. Uh-huh. I still do because he's holding this debt over Carmen's well, head. And that's the thing I I'm waiting for. Him. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop in like season three or something where they come due on the debt and this guy just turns into an asshole. And I hope it doesn't happen because I love the character. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think, think so. he cares too much. Yeah. He cares too much. Uh, He'll he, still uh, use Carmi as free whatever in as a form of payment or whatever like he was doing with the birthday parties and stuff but i think he has a lot of heart the way he his scenes with sugar he has a ton of heart Mm -hmm. he does but he really does not like richie well well he did here he covered for him he i think it's tough love with richie i think i still don't think he likes richie's an idiot so richie's an idiot an actual idiot i can't i really hope you i can't wait for you to watch the next episode tom yeah, we're gonna uh, need you to check in with us. Kendall yes, and I need okay, you to I can do check that. in yeah, with us. Absolutely. Please report. I can do that. Let's talk Christmas atmosphere. Had it. I love yeah. this. I mean, this show always has a great soundtrack, but in this one oh, they always played so good. So good. In this one, they really played the Christmas stuff. They played it's the most yes. wonderful time of the year. They played yes. all alone on Christmas. They played Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight, which was, you know, perfect for this Great family. <laughs> they played Dominic the Donkey, which is a yes, they did, classic and they Italian danced. song. Yep, <laughs> uh, a Marshmallow World, yeah, uh, the Christmas song, the Weezer version at the end. Um, great, great yeah, they soundtrack. Um, and I like the house looked Christmassy. It was snowing outside. Mm-hmm. I got the Christmas feels yeah. from this one. I loved and it. Yeah, I agree. Not only atmosphere music wise, but like I said, this reminded me of you know, without the car driving through the house at the <laughs> end. Uh, this reminded me of some childhood Christmases growing up. So I got so, all the feels from this one. One one of the things that this show does so well is just makes everything seem natural and just the way people communicate with each other and not necessarily like the yelling, but, you know, just like the way they talk and um, they, you know, fight and then apologize. But like the atmosphere, like you said, Anthony, like even in the restaurant, it's always so genuine, but in their house, it seemed like a house I've been in. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. They just do such a good job with every tiny detail. Mm-hmm. Well, that except is- for apparently the seven fishes, but <laughs> I don't know. It seems right to me. They'd all have a different interpretation of what it meant. That's and would true. be arguing about it. The natural common Kendall is actually really, I'm glad you brought that up because one of my favorite pair actors, performers on the show actually was in this episode that's ayu adibri as sydney yes she yeah. is such mm-hmm. a natural actress and i think it is season one so you probably see in time there is one conversation her and richie have or richie's like what is your problem and in the front of the restaurant like she kind of it just felt like improv it didn't feel scripted at all mm-hmm. she had a way of making this dialogue feel so natural with her gesticulations and her inflection like I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this like it, it almost feels like you're a voyeur watching it sometimes. And I love yeah. that about the show. She has mm-hmm. good chemistry with cor- the correct chemistry with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like her and um oh gosh, is it Mark Martin? It's the pastry chef. Why can't Marcus? I Marcus, yes. Her chemistry with him is really good, and her chemistry with Carmi is good. Like you you can tell they're just 
like they have the appropriate relationship, like, you know, the working relationship. I don't know. It's just, she, she's just one of those actresses that I think really just has great chemistry with everyone. She's fantastic. She is. Um, by the way, I know this one is always considered one of the more hectic episodes, but the one where their machine is <laughs> up. Oh, I can't. That, that my... one gives me gave me such yes. agita. That one went. I felt like it was two minutes long. It went by so fast. Yes, Shane has had my husband has had nightmares about that with the Uber Eats not getting shut off. He has had nightmares about that before ever watching that episode that's just something natural in his in his world um that he's just always you know he's had stress dreams about it's again so genuine and that is such a good episode all of that was one shot so good wow i didn't know that was a single shot yeah that whole episode is a single shot wow that's impressive yeah they they um rehearsed it for weeks and one one shot yeah that, and you could oh my god that episode i love that episode but man that episode that's the one that gave me real yeah that's stress. stressful mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but you know julia this one at least for me feels total christmas day i did get the christmas it did i did it. too the music was there the music, a linux moment yes and i really say- what I would say it's with the uncle and Richie. Oh, please. That, if there's any that stretching it. No other character in this had a moment like that. Okay. I would I would I think it's a, the opposite of a Linus moment. I do too. Yeah. There's nothing feel good about anything in this. Especially episode. knowing what's gonna happen soon. I will say with this episode, I I hope we get more standalone flashbacks episodes like this throughout the series. I hope they do one once a once a season. I would really love that. Like, I want to see this extended cast again. Uh, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a holiday. I'm sure that like some kind of like a family barbecue or Thanksgiving or something. You know, give us more mm-hmm. of these get-togethers of the family. Yeah. Um, well, let me uh, before we rank it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you before you rank it would you watch this one again like would you specifically go out of your way to put this one on around the holidays no 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 but i will watch it again yeah when i will watch the show exactly i'm I'm the odd one now i would put this one on around the holidays but again this felt i relate to this one a lot but it's not maybe it's because of the way we were raised differently, but it's not a cozy, comforting episode. Like I, it's we're, a great episode, but it does not bring me any joy. <laughs> I one hundred percent get that. Like I think it is yeah. because of how you were raised. But this feels like this does remind me of like yeah. And again, I don't. Think, mom, my mother, my parents don't listen to this. But mom, if you're listening, I'm not saying you're a drunk like Jamie Lee Curtis in this episode, <laughs> who like you know is causing her kids pain and whatever. But what I am saying is is uh trust the dynamics between the rest of the family and uh, so much of it rang true to me i remember a lot of that from holidays in general growing up so mm. yeah i could see myself putting this one up again um around the holidays especially as the holidays continue to get smaller as the family keeps going farther apart and shrinking so we did have a fork throwing incident in our family 
but it was just one really? fork. Interesting. Yeah, who threw, my who threw uh, it? great my grandmother threw it at her sister, my great aunt, and it actually stuck in her forehead. She threw <gasps> it so hard, and the tines hit right here. And she oh, has oh my like gosh. four or five little dots, and they were just arguing about something at the dinner table. Oh my <laughs> so not it's not just Italians; it's also kinfolk from Arkansas that does it. <laughs> Hot-tempered Southern ladies. That's Julia, let's, fantastic. Let's get, let's get all three of us together and see who throws the fork. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's going to be Julia. I think Anthony and I are going to finally push her. I think I have latent aggression, and I'm going to throw the fork. I, I think I think six years of the podcast where you've been the mediator, I think one of us is just going to say the wrong thing and you're going to boom. <laughs> six years. After the Saturday morning dog attack, like my um, loose language has been unleashed. <laughs> I've never said so many expletives in a short amount of time as I did that. That's so morning, bad for so. Lucy. I know. Baby girl. What would we rank this one? Rank it against itself. 10. I'm giving it a 10 too. 10. Contrarian. Incoming. Nine and a half. half. I can't do full 10. What's the half? Too many fishes. Too many The incorrect. There was an eighth fish. fish. No, because some traditions do 12 or 13 fish. So it's not necessarily (sighs) only seven. It's the fish. No, for me, it's the. I I want to feel good at the end of a Christmas when I watch something That's Christmas. That's fair. I want to feel good and I don't. That's fair. I feel sad for Carmi mm-hmm. and Sugar. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of them feel sad for <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. They all need therapy. Mm-hmm. We did get some comments on this episode. So, Stephen Beach, Disco 54, who. By the time you listen to this episode, I will have met in person or in England. I'm so excited to meet this guy. So exciting. He has, he wrote, it's a good episode, but it's not the best episode of the season. Episode seven, if you're wondering, which Julia and Kendall agree with. Um, Yes. He did go on to say, but it shows how big family Christmases can be. Exaggerated, obviously. I've never had a Christmas with someone free of the house like a raceway. And then we got a comment from Rachel Peck. Okay, firstly, and I know Tom is going to jump down my throat about firstly not being a word, but I'm using it anyway. (laughs) I love the bear. (laughs) It's flawless in my opinion. The kitchen dynamic, the relationships, I just love it all. In regards Mm -hmm. to this specific episode, my heart was racing the whole time. I felt floored. However, it was incredible. Jamie Lee is a powerhouse, and if she doesn't get an Emmy nod for this, I'll freak out. Mm-hmm. I also thought John Mulaney's blessing speech was just so spot on and perfect. Chef's mm-hmm. kiss. Can't wait to see what you guys think. And if Julia was as uncomfortable and floored sensorily as I was. P.S. Yep. Sending love to you, Jolly Els. Thanks for the stellar Jolly content. Well, thank Aww. you, Rachel. <laughs> and I, Rachel, I think we're all on the same page. Kendall and Julia love this show. Me and Tom really like this she show. Do. And I think we are all floored by this episode. So, yep, absolutely. I was exhausted after watching it. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, the bear, great episode, great show. Check it out if you haven't already. And if you have, we'd love to hear what you think. And where can people do that, y'all? Go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast, where you'll find a link to all of our social media pl- outlets. You can join our Facebook group, which is 
by far our most active way to talk to us and amazing community members like our friend Kindle. You can say hi, hang out with other folks. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon. Threads. Threads. We're not on Blue Sky. Sorry, that's the only place you won't find us. Blue Sky. You're just making stuff up now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Blue Sky is Jack Dorsey's social media. I don't His know new who social that is. media platform. The guy who founded Twitter. The guy who founded Twitter and then sold it to Elon. And uh, Cash App. No, he did not sell. He did not sell it. But Jack Dorsey did say, "Oh, this is the best buyer, and you know, Twitter will be in good hands." Twitter is dead. Sorry, you can follow us on X. Julia, where else can listeners find us? I mean, there's a handy dandy link on that same link tree to Patreon as well. If you are wanting to dig deeper in the annals of TTP content, uh, you can do it there. Uh, There's Christmas content in there, but really it's mostly everything else that we want to talk about, but doesn't fit into our mold for this podcast. (laughs) Um, There's a ton of content in there already that is seasonal. However, lots of Halloween content and a Mm -hmm. lot of Halloween content coming where Anthony talks to some of our favorite friends. Uh, Kendall, I believe, is one of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and gets to kind of get out of the Christmas space. So if you're a huge Halloween fan, get excited if you are already a Patreon because there's amazing stuff coming. If you are not already a patron, not a Patreon, I never get that right. <laughs> if you're not already a patron of pa- patron of Patreon, <laughs> whew, guess what? You can be one for as little as a dollar a month. You get access to the content, but different levels of giving um, support us in our efforts to make the podcast better for you, but also gets you cooler stuff. So you can give um, at whatever level you want, but some of the higher levels that you can check out while you're on there looking at it, um, get you access to come and host with us. So take a look at it. If it fits your needs, awesome. If it doesn't, we're still here weekly, every week with a regular free episode. I will just plug Patreon. The Halloween content lined up this year. Is, it's always amazing Halloween content, but this year we have some really good stuff. I have ruined episodes of the Terrifier films with Julia, and we have a few more ruined stuff coming up that we talked about with Kendall. She was just on with Jay and Ron and Matt Spaulding and Jerry. Jerry. Mm-hmm. to discuss top 10 horror film moments scariest moments in horror films which is awesome and uh when i get back from vacation in a few weeks kendall jay ron their co-host Lindsay and matt spaulding and kendall will be hopping on to for a horror movie bracket we have a bunch mm-hmm. of horror movies pitted against one another to decide what the ultimate horror movie of all time is and we'll be arguing in real time and it'll be real fun so excited for that yeah i'm excited too i'm excited because i don't know if tom and julie are doing anything next week while i'm gone but when i come back we are it's tv month again and we're doing the first three episodes of how i met your mother for three first three christmas episodes after that we're doing the superstore christmas episodes of matt spaulding and after that, we're doing the King of Queens Christmas episodes, also with Max. Yay! Not Max Falding, Matt Yurick to both of those. But Matt, Matt Yurick is on King of Queens. He is also in Superstore, who we asked because he said he's a huge Superstore fan, and you're going to be in Amsterdam. I will probably not be there. So 
Matt Yurick, co-host for August. Looking forward to having you, bud. Check out his podcast, <laughs> TGI Podcast. Kendall, before first of all, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me force you into having me on the show. Because I absolutely did. I, I, <laughs> Do more of so that. I, I mean, it gave us an excuse to cover it sooner than it yet. So I was yeah. very happy. I literally that. was in the middle of watching this the first time, like, weeks ago and messaged him and said i have to do this with you guys i have to be on this episode when you cover it i have I'm to so glad you did yeah. yes and we have to i know you come on patreon quite often when i do spooky content but we have to get you on the main show more than once every year and a half or whatever it yes is. yes please yes do you have any podcasts of your own or anything you would like to plug before we wrap up yeah so um i am in the middle of launching a new podcast with my friend misty um we are hoping to launch it by september 1st it is called two girls one crypt it is a horror podcast for the horror lovers yes tom um or horror curious um what we do is we overanalyze and dissect every subgenre of horror. Each episode, we have a wheel that we spin that tells us what category we're going to cover for the next episode. So far, we've covered slasher films, haunted houses, Stephen King, and the next episode will be body horror. So we get to talk about the movies in those categories and um, she's a little more seasoned in horror than I am. So that's really fun balance. Uh, but you can check us out hopefully by September 1st, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts and you can find us on Instagram at two girls, one crypt. Ooh, sign me up. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, for it's that. Fun. It's, it's really fun. What was that face, Tom? Because <laughs> you. He's a because he clearly registered the two girls one crypt. What it? What you don't like our name? <laughs> nope. I, I didn't say that. I think it's funny. <laughs> Thank you very much. I came up with that myself. I like that. I think that's very fun. Absolutely funny. Uh, when I told Shane, he goes gross. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I would like to point out, by the way, uh, I know I often get razzed here on the show for my picks sometime but i registered a few weeks ago with juliet when i was like oh we have that 70 show coming up juliet's like i hate that show so what did i do i was like i'm gonna put superstar on instead and save that 70 show for later in the day so you're welcome julia okay i was about to say i thought that i don't i didn't remember it being on the calendar and then all of a sudden it was so so i do take well, thank you but you don't have to do that <laughs> i do take both of you into consideration and now i want to, i wanted to do it because superstore is a better show and it's more like <laughs> the office and parks and rec and book the 99 and the good place and all that stuff so yeah very exciting stuff also exciting we only have 3360 hours until christmas that's 140 days 19 weeks 21 weeks. Don't leave me hanging. Hook me up. Come on, Anthony. <laughs> 20 weeks. Oh, I went on both sides of it. 20 weeks. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> In four months. Uh, Holy kind moly. Kind of scary insane. when you put it like that. It is, actually. So do your homework, y'all. Watch How I Met Your Mother and Superstore, The King of Queens. So lots of good stuff. I don't think you'll 
not like watching. And uh, we'll talk to you definitely in two weeks. Maybe Tom and Julia next week. Bye, y'all. I wouldn't. I think everybody knows Tom and Julia well enough to know that's that. No matter how much pressure you put on it, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's sweet of you to try. Oh, I thought we were done recording. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la. La, 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 la. La, la, la. Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic The cutest little donkey, you'll never see him kick When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy Hey, jingity-jing, it's Dominic the donkey Jingity-jing, the Italian Christmas donkey La, la, la Bells around his feet and presents on the sled. Hey, look at the Mayor's Derby on top of Dominic's head. A pair of shoes for Louie and a dress for Josephine. The label on the inside says they're made in Brooklyn. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 la. la. Sing and clap their hands and Dominic starts to dance They talk Italian to him and he even understands Kumaras and Kumbaras do they dance a darandel When Santa Nicola comes to town and brings Ujucharil Hey, jingity-jing, it's Dominic the donkey Jingity-jing, the Italian Christmas donkey La, 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 la Uh-uh.